listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. The buzz of people, the smell of food, the sounds of energy and life. Yes, it'll go hand in hand with our new Madison Public Market. It's a project our community is watching every step of the way. There's a lot of work between now and then. We're going to cover it all today. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Engineering Division. And here to tell us about the project more in depth and what is next is Engineering Project Manager Brent Paba and Economic Development Business Resource Manager Dan Canelli. Thank you both for being here here. Thank you. Gonna, Thank you for having we're us. We're going to have some fun talk about public market. Okay, so let's establish first. We're in the designing and planning phase until June 2020. We'll learn who's doing the renovation of the fleet building on First Street at the end of August. Construction is expected to begin in November of 2020. Completion expected spring 2022. So now that we've kind of established that, Explain what your role is in this project so our listeners understand who you are. Sure. So um, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Again, I'm Dan Kennelly with the City's Economic Development Division. And I've been really coordinating the public market effort for the last few years, so overseeing the, the business planning, staffing the public market development committee, coordinating on the funding, on the vendor development, the market ready program, which we'll get into. Um, so I've been um, trying to kind of put the pieces together and keep this coalition of community members who are really excited about the project uh, moving forward together. That's a lot of work. It is, but <laughs> it's a very satisfying and rewarding project, and uh, it's exciting to be this close to the finish line. Yeah, we're close. It feels that way, as well, from our perspective. Maybe the public's kind of hungry for more information, but Brent, can you kind of explain what you do in this project? Yeah, yeah, and so... Um, Dan and others have been doing an enormous amount of work, uh, you know, in the past, and they've gotten to a point where uh, they're ready for not only the design but the eventual construction of the building. So, um, as uh, part of the engineering staff, uh, I'm here to help Dan and uh, other stakeholders work through the design process, and so helping them um, kind of establish what tasks need to be done, getting a design team on board, working with the design team. And this is enormously collaborative, but um, yes. I'm here to kind of help where, where I can. Um, and so then, you know, we're, as we're closing out design and getting into construction, um, Dan and I will continue to work together um, on that phase of the project, which so, is just a small part of this entire kind of thing. Yeah. So it sounds like we have two perspectives, one from the more physical, the building, the what it's going to look like, and then the business perspective of the use and how that all goes hand in hand. That's simply putting yeah, it. What, it's a lot more complex yeah. than that. One, one way to put it is, is Brent is focused on the hardware mm -hmm. and I'm focused a little more on the software. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And like the designing and the planning now until June, but like we have been kind of touching on a little bit, how did we get to this point? I mean, this has been a lot of work getting to this point from picking the location, the building, the funding. So can you kind of both share how we got here? Sure. So I can, I can start. So the public market has been an idea that the city has been exploring for several years. Uh, the public market development committee has been leading the effort by doing outreach, by talking with 
other cities, by researching models for public markets. So the Public Market Development Committee really formed the vision for the project. That led into creating a business plan, um, doing some analysis to select the site, and now we're really in implementation mode. So um, we identified the location for the, for the project being the city's fleet services garage, which is um, a great building to convert to a public market. It's an old you know, 45,000 square foot building that's got a lot of character. It's got big <laughs> open spaces. So it's an amazing building to, to transform into the market. So the, you know, the city has been um, making a lot of progress. Um, the budget is now uh, in place uh, in the city's 2020 budget. There's a fundraising campaign that's underway by the Public Market Foundation, which is the nonprofit that's um, raising the private donations for the project and also um, laying the groundwork for the operating plan. So it's really been a long, uh, it's been a long effort um, we've done a lot of community outreach. We've touched well over 2,000 people in the process. Um, it has taken some time, but um, you know, in the city of Madison, we take our time with uh, things like this, and we want to make sure everybody has the chance to engage. But at this point, we have a really great plan for the building. We have some amazing vendors that want to occupy the public market for their businesses. We have the Public Market Foundation, which is... Uh, building a broader community coalition for the project and raising money. So the pieces of the puzzle are really in place to, to create an amazing, uh, an amazing project. Amazing project and an amazing space. The space is unique. Um, so how we got to this point, can you kind of share a little bit about that, Brent? About the space and how... how... Yeah, how do we pick this space? You know, there's, a, there's conversation about where it should go, where's the best place it should go, you know, but it's not that easy when you're planning a location for a big project like this. You know, the public probably has their own opinions on where the public market should go, but there are some, you know, things that we consider as professionals in the city and making sure from, you know, what we can afford to what we have to what, where it goes. Can you kind of share a little bit about that and how we got to this location? And- yeah, yeah. And so, um, and, and Dan, feel free to jump in about um, uh, the, the location determination. But uh, this was, was an enormous effort about where it should be at and, uh, and, and why we should pick um, that space. Um, and so a, a part of this um, was an analysis of the economic impact, um, while uh, we also looked at the racial equity and social justice of, of each um, location. And so we started to hone in, and by we, I mean the entire community, um, started to hone in on uh, the North First Street location uh, for its kind of unique um, economic impact uh, metric, and then also the kind of connectivity uh, that that location has and how that relates back to um, uh, the Res J initiatives. Mm-hmm. Dan, do you have anything to add on that one? Yeah, the, you know, there, the, the site has got a lot going for it. The traffic counts are huge. It's um, at a gateway into the central city if you're driving in from the airport. Um, the public markets will be sort of the first thing you see as you get into the downtown. Mm-hmm. It's adjacent to Bird Jones Park, which is a big, you know, open field. Um, so there'll be opportunities for folks to go to the public market, pick up a picnic lunch, and go out to the park sit by the river and enjoy their their food from the market love that um it's <laughs> it's well served by the city's transit system over 200 buses a day go by the site it's actually going to be a junction on the planned bus rapid transit system it's got excellent bike access 
Um, so the, the site is fantastic. And then the building itself, you know, we just couldn't ask for a better building. Um, it's got open garage doors that'll be open for uh, uh, indoor-outdoor experience during, during the summer months. We have room for a large event space, so the market will be a place where folks can have a banquet or a wedding or a community event. Um, and the, the building is a, you know, it's a, it's a cinder block construction building with high ceilings uh, and big open bays. So, um, and, you know, and, and uh, most importantly, it's a building that the city is no longer going to be using. It has served its useful life as a city's fleet services garage. So we're going to come in and, and rather than tearing down this great asset, we're going to reuse it to make uh, an amazing community destination. So, yes. you know, it, was, it took some analysis, it took some work, but um, the decision to locate the, the public market in that fleet building is really the right decision for the city and um, going to make for uh, a fantastic uh, experience in the market. And a great, Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, and the, the building itself is a really good foundation for design. Um, sure. And so... Um, it is currently a fleet services building, which um, when it was designed was you know, to bring big automobiles in and work on them. And because of that, we have these really big open spaces, which actually work really well with the public market's needs. Um, yep. And so along with what Dan is saying is you know, we have a robust utilitarian building that um, is really, works really well for this kind of transition. So um, you know, we, we were set up for a pretty good opportunities. I think, yeah, that leads right into what we're going to talk about next. I think, you know, if anyone's familiar, so City's Fleet, if you just missed it or, or want to hear it again, um, Dan just mentioned it also, but like City Fleet is where we have all of our ambulances, city vehicles, police cars, trucks, you name it, all the maintenance that happens on our city fleet, any city vehicle. So yes, right now it smells and feels and operates like a fleet building. There's a lot of work that, you know, important work that happens in that um, building, you know, that's where all of the repairs happen. But, you know, I just think it's gonna be such a wonderful, drastic transition to what it's going to be serving a totally different purpose. And from what I'm hearing from both of you is it's in a location that's accessible. Um, and, and I think that that's really important from a city perspective as, as we're trying to reach as many people as possible. And it's going to be in a really good place for people to get to, easy to get to. Uh, the building has unique features. So you touched on this, Brent, a little bit more, and Dan. Um, you know, it's structurally sound. So it makes sense to gut it out and renovate it. So can you kind of share, how old is it? What do we need to know? Any unique features about that building from a structural standpoint that is interesting for our listeners? Yeah, yeah, so um, uh, uh, Dan touched on this. The The building enclosure is, is made from uh, CMU blocks, which that's just cement blocks. Most people know what that is once they see it. Uh, they're called CMU blocks. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, what's good about these is they're they're robust, they're strong, and uh, and uh, they don't break down over time. They, it takes a very long time. So, um, long story short, this building was uh, built in the late '50s, but it's still really sound today. And so, um, though Fleet is moving out of it, they're not moving out of it for any uh, reason other than growth. Um, and so, uh, we are inheriting a building that is robust. Um, and so, the public market. Um, coming into it, um, we'll have a building that can kind of stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, as we're starting to touch on the spaces themselves, uh, it's very open, not only in kind of like a spatial sense. So we have, you know, 18 foot clear spaces before we even get to the building's uh, roof structure. Um, but also what's nice is that the building itself doesn't have a bunch of small little walls. Uh, there's no small little corners of office spaces everywhere. It's an open space, which makes it easily adaptable. And so when we are um, reusing a building, these kind of really basic buildings are, are great for it. And how it, will it be split up? So we're going to have an area for vendors to come in. Can you kind of just kind of go through that? Sure, yeah. The, the building, when designed for Fleet, was uh, designed in kind of four sections. And so we have um, a paint shop section. We have a small vehicle bay. Uh, we have a mezzanine section. This is the only part of the building that has two floors in it. And then we have a large vehicle bay. Um, and so if we go back and we, we then like understand what we're anticipating going in for uh, the public market is the, uh, uh, the paint shop bay is going to be translated into an entry, entry bay. This is where um, a good portion of tenants will be. Um, but right next to it will be um, um, the, the market bay or the market hall. Uh, this is where um, um, the majority of tenants will be, and this is where, if you've been to any public market, this is kind of like the main feel of it. Sure. Uh, once we get over to the mezzanine space, um, where we have two floors, this is where a lot of backup house activities are going to happen. So things like janitor's closets, loading docks, uh, restrooms, uh, food storage are going to be. But also on the second floor, we're going to have an overlooking um, space for uh, people and patrons to to uh, uh, to sit and leisurely kind of um, stay at the market. Um, also, there will be offices in that location for sure. the foundation's um, work. And then finally, we get over to the large vehicle bay, which now will be um, kind of what we're calling the South Bay or the event hall. Um, this is a big open space that I think uh, everybody on, on the team is excited about. It's uh, like a multi-purpose space. It's a general space where a whole lot of activities will be able to occur inside of it. whole lot of activities. Yeah, I mean, you know, picking up from that, I, I think the 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 main market hall will have this wide range of different permanent vendors selling food products, um, you know, fresh produce from grown in Wisconsin, prepared foods, unique kind of culturally diverse um, offerings. So that main market hall will be this great place to eat and to pick up food. The event space on the other side will, again, have um, opportunities for community events. It'll also have pop-up markets, um, craft fairs. It'll be the place where you might buy your pumpkins in the fall or your Christmas trees in December or your Love flowers that. for Mother's Day. So, you know, just imagine a space that year-round can be used for all sorts of different things serving the community. And then, as Brent mentioned, on the second floor, we have this mezzanine space, which... You know, if you've been to the Milwaukee Public Market, there's a seating area on a mezzanine overlooking the market. It's it's kind of cool. So we'll have that um, and more because our mezzanine will be on one side overlooking the main market hall and then on the other side overlooking the event space. So, you know, the building is, is effectively pre-designed for uh, creation of a market. So a lot of the design process, which has been really interesting and, and I've learned a lot, um, has been kind of working with the uh, infrastructure that's already in the building and and really amplifying it. Sure, go ahead. And uh, and I think what's also really cool about this existing building is that there's a lot of ways in and out. It's a really porous building, and so um, you're making me think of buildings in a whole new way. <laughs> <laughs> but what's great Just, about that is we yeah. have these outdoor spaces that. Um, 
uh, the, the market hall will be able to spill into. And so uh, when our weather allows, um, you know, the building kind of uh, breathes outward and kind of expands farther. And then there's a whole nother kind of area for people to kind of hang out and, and be people in. Oh, I love that. Speaking of people, as we're kind of wrapping up here, we want to talk about uh, the vendors and the Market Ready program. Everyone wants to get a space in this space. So can we talk about vendors, what's next for vendors, when they're going to be selected, and then also about that Market Ready program? Sure. So, you know, it's interesting. When you talk to a lot of cities that have tried to build public markets, oftentimes you hear that the number one challenge is finding businesses that want to be in the market. We, because we have this amazing local food economy in Madison and so much enthusiasm for the project, we actually have more vendors than we can accommodate. So we have over 200 um, small businesses that have completed a vendor interest questionnaire expressing uh, the desire to be in the market. And that ranges from early stage startups to Madison favorites, businesses that you know are household names around town. Um, so, so that's exciting. We also have the Market Ready program, which was launched a couple of years ago. And what we've done is we've recruited uh, about 30 entrepreneurs, a very diverse group. The majority of them are people of color and women and first-generation immigrants. And, we are and they all have these unique ideas to have a business in the market. They're really pursuing their dream of starting a business and being in the public market. So we're providing them with training and technical assistance and coaching and small grants to really help them go from I have this dream of starting my business in the market to really having the details in place so that when we cut the ribbon and open the market they'll be ready to go on day one so it's been and so the market ready program has been this amazing journey and these entrepreneurs are so passionate and so committed to their businesses and to being in the public market, it's, it's really been just an inspiration to watch them develop, and uh, it'll be exciting to see next steps. As far as the selection of vendors and leasing, that will, will really be handled by the Public Market Foundation. Um, they've created a subcommittee that's developing guidelines for vendor selection, so they'll be working on that um, throughout 2020. What's next, as we wrap up here, what's next for when the public will be able to be um, seeing some changes? Um, what's next in this process? Well, um, coming up over the next couple of months, the project will be in front of the city's Urban Design Commission on February 12th. That's, of course, a, a public meeting. There'll be a presentation on the, the architectural plan. Uh, then it goes to the Plan Commission on February 24th. Uh, that will be a discussion around the zoning and the use of the building. Um, and in the months ahead, there'll be more opportunities um, for folks to get involved through events and other things. The Public Market Foundation uh, is also heading up the fundraising effort. If you're interested in that, um, definitely get in touch with the, the Madison Public Market Foundation. Um, we are also planning in the, the, the fall, after Fleet moves out of the building, of having a, a cool event in the space. Sure. Um, so, so folks can watch for information about that. Um, you know, we, we're making lots of progress. Um, definitely would encourage the community to get involved and, uh, and be part of it. Last couple, um, last question for both of you, and I will reiterate the resources on how to connect in the end here, but what should people know about the Madison public market that they don't already know? Um, I guess you can kind of take that however you'd like in your last kind of 
um, answer in this podcast episode. So what don't people know? Maybe it's the process. Maybe it's tough hurdles. Maybe it's something that you're excited about. What should people know about the Madison public market? I can start with a, with, with a couple things. You know, one, um, the public market is going to be an independent enterprise. So the city is really taking the lead to design it, to build it. Um, the city is funding about half of the total cost of the project, but the Public Market Foundation is an independent nonprofit that's going to operate it. So once the investment is there and the public market is built, we're going to have this great resource for the city that's going to reuse this building, um, but, the, but, the, but it won't require an ongoing subsidy from the city. It'll be an independent operation. So that's, that's one thing. I would also just emphasize, you know, the main the focus of the project from my perspective which is coming from the city's economic development division is the public market and our food economy has this incredible ability to create entrepreneurship and to help people start and grow businesses who oftentimes would be priced out or boxed out of um, the opportunity to start a business through traditional traditional ways and the public market we did a racial equity and social justice analysis a couple of years ago and and that result of that really emphasized this idea of entrepreneurship. So we've really taken that to heart. And the public market is going to be this place where you really see the diversity of, of Madison and the entrepreneurial spirit of Madison come to life. Brent? Um, I would say that uh, what people don't necessarily know or think about at first is that the public market is... Um, uh, is also a very kind of intense process of getting the uh, um, uh, the mechanical and electrical and plumbing and, and stormwater management kind of in order. Um, with an existing building, um, that kind of adds a layer of complexity to it. But the, the market itself as a program, there's a lot going on. If, if you kind of walk through or even go into your kitchen and start to think about what it takes to get a lot of different kitchens into a small space or into a space it's there's a lot going on there and so we we see kind of the uh for lack of a better word the veneer of the building but also like behind it there's been a lot of thought and effort and hard decisions made uh by by the group um to you know how are we gonna make this work um and then secondly i would say that um we're doing a really good thing by using reusing the building and reusing the site. You know, the the market itself is doing a lot more than just being a market when we're uh, when we're pursuing all these design objectives. Um, uh, we're being um, uh, uh, you know good uh, um, stewards of the land and of the built environment by reusing this building. Oh. Spring 2022 couldn't come any sooner. You got me all excited now about what we can expect, and the public certainly is excited as well. So thank you both for stopping by and being a part of this podcast. Um, there are so many ways that the public can stay connected. We have our engineering Facebook page, themadisonpublicmarket.org, um, or you can search Madison Public Market on Facebook, connect with the foundation. Um, again, thank you both for being here. And for anyone listening, if you have any more questions about this topic, click over to our Facebook page or our Twitter engineering division because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering.